Coming to you from the Spirit Lounge, I'm your host, Lily. With me is my co-host, Vanessa, and this is the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Welcome back to the Spirit Lounge, everyone, for our special summer series, Campfire Stories. Woo! Yeah. Welcome back to the s'more fun. It feels crazy hotness outside. Oh, gosh. Yes. I'm glad I'm not camping right now. Even with a campfire, we were out there earlier (laughs) trying to do our s'more fun. Yikes. I know. It was blazing. It was. Yeah, it was just way too hot. So what's going on? Well... Monday, July 24th, did you know it was National Tequila Day? Oh yeah, that's right, I forgot. So I hope all you guys celebrated National Tequila Day yeah. on Monday. If not, it's not too late. It's never too late. It's, it's always 5 o'clock somewhere or 1, 2, 3 we'll o'clock. Cheers, we'll cheers to that we'll, today. Yes, we will <laughs> later on. In other news, yes. Um, so there was an article in Fox News. Oh, that was that's random. Yeah. I was surprised. It was about a haunted rocking horse that reportedly moved from room to room and is going up for sale. Speaking of haunted objects. A haunted rocking horse. Yeah. Did you actually read the article? So I took a look and because I thought about our uh, podcast that we talked about for haunted objects. Yes. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could give this to Lily. (laughs) For Christmas in July or, you know, another holiday oh, coming up. Oh, my god! For those of you out there in case you're intrigued. But the article talked about that it has been passed down through generations in this particular family. The daughter of yeah. this lady that yeah. is selling it. She's young. Okay. Like, she's 10 now. But throughout the years, the lady mentions about how the girl was not wanting to play with it. It's like, gee, oh, you think. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't want to either. So did they know it was haunted this whole time? So uh, the owner did. Actually, she's warning potential buyers of this haunted object. So it is for sale, but she's warning everyone. The owner does talk about the horse being left in one room, but later on finding it in another room and has heard noises coming from the room where the horse has been. And the thing is, spiritualism Mm -hmm. actually ran in this family. We've talked a lot about that in our podcast before. And... Their great, the great-grandfather of this lady, he held a lot of seances. Oh. So he is, you know, a master at that. And he actually believed a girl named Angela used to come out and play with the horse. And he believes that he raised her spirit. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. So they know the whole story of what's going on. That they do. Yeah. So the owner actually, she's like... You know, she found a religion. Okay. And so she is actually trying to cleanse herself because she has found this other faith. And so she's trying to get rid of things in her house that wouldn't, you know, normally follow the particular practices of Mm -hmm. this faith. Mm -hmm. So she thinks that by getting rid of this horse, it's getting rid of the spiritualism from her background. Mm -hmm, So that's the purpose of her doing all this. Mm. Mm -hmm. So in case you're interested or anybody out there. Haunted objects for sale. That's crazy. In case you didn't uh, check our episode from the last time, we talked about all these haunted objects. Buyer beware, really. Yeah, that's a crazy one. They Mm -hmm. should uh, sell it at... uh an antique shop, maybe. uh, You won't get it. I won't go. Definitely not. not. Oh, no, thank you. 
No thanks. I'll pass. Jeez, I can't believe that. Right. So that I just thought that was hilarious. And I On thought Fox News of all places. I was places. just gonna say that. I know. That's so, an interesting one though. Yeah. It I was, like that. It was pretty cool. I thought I'd bring it up. So what do we have going on for today's episode though? Today we have a county park that has an interesting past and another that is filled with intriguing legends and unexplained phenomena. So sit back, get comfortable in front of the fire, and pull up a drink and a s'more. But before we get into it, though, I think we're going to do just that. Definitely. We have to follow, you know, best practices here. (laughs) So we have our drink and our s'more. Yes. So I am super thirsty and I forgot my water. (laughs) So we're going to start with the drink first. So are you going to be chugging this one down? (laughs) I am. So we have the raspberry bourbon smash. Mm -hmm. It looks good good it looks, it looks great. really good oh my gosh it the looks color very raspberry mm-hmm. like first off very red yeah bright and that's that is actually from the raspberries mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah no added color to okay it. so it's uh obviously fresh raspberries mm-hmm. and mint i feel like mint is one of your favorite ingredients i feel but like you use it you in know everything. what though i feel like a lot of the cocktails <laughs> call for that i never realized but it's like okay whatever and good thing you have it good thing yeah, you no grow doubt. it god just put it in your your glass muddle them together mm-hmm. so obviously that's how you get that really nice color yes. and then you add bourbon simple syrup and lime and then you just stir it up, add some ice, and top it with a little bit of club soda or mm-hmm. seltzer. And then you just garnish it with some raspberries and a little bit of extra mint. So, mind you, we were making this outside in the mm-hmm. heat. Mm-hmm. So it was a little I was bit of a task. I almost <laughs> tried it when we were out there because I was just so thirsty. Yeah. And it looked so good because like the glass was all sweating. Yes. And I was like, oh, that looks so refreshing. <laughs> but I'm like, I can't. I can't drink it till, till, I, till I record. Have to take the pictures and video. Oh, for real. So now we are going to Cheers. try it. Happy National Tequila Day. Belated yes. from Monday. Right. Cheers. Cheers. And we're taking a sip. Mm-hmm. Mm, that is good. Very that refreshing, really actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is very nice. So you can taste a lot of the raspberry flavors. Mint, really, mm-hmm. is very good. You can taste a lot of the mint. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I can taste the the bourbon. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can. It's it's funny because I actually thought it was gonna be a little bit less bourbony <laughs> well, flavored okay if you check out the video in tiktok you poured like the whole freaking <laughs> bottle hey you know i i committed it's friday i committed you know you gotta go all the way here <laughs> so for that i would say add as much or as little as you'd like <laughs> try lily as little a little bit a little bit less a little bit less um but it's very refreshing though yeah. i mean the club soda i love the fizz that you get mm. i love that raspberry the mint it's just it hits you like crazy mm. and i love i'm i'm gonna add a little bit more more ice to mine right lily i'm jealous of lily's refrigerator because she, her ice oh, yeah. you know her fridge makes these perfect ice spheres yes it's like for cocktails i think that's what it's I'm called jealous. i think it's called a cocktail ice maker or something but Jell. the fridge came with it <laughs> You're like, I you're like, I saw cocktails, but the fridge came with it. <laughs> I love it. Reverse that. The, <laughs> the free the ice maker came At with this the fridge. Point, Lily doesn't even know what she's talking about. It's fine. She had a lot of of the smash. I took a big a, a big, big swig. 
Yeah, that, that's yeah. good though. This is that's great. That's a good one. And then for our s'mores to we accompany have it, the Elvis s'more, which is obviously the graham crackers, marshmallow. Mm-hmm. But it's with also a Reese's chocolate mm-hmm. and some sliced bananas. Mm-hmm. The Elbi. Yes. So obviously the Reese's because it has peanut butter. Right. So right. this just looks so delicious. In accordance to Elvis, mm-hmm. you know, we're paying an homage, if you will. But we wanted to pair the drink along with his peanut butter because I feel like the drink really mimics like a jam, a jelly of sorts. Mm. Kind of like a peanut butter and jelly. If you will. You're right, actually. Yeah. So that's why I chose mm-hmm. that one. But anyway, um, Lily's taking a bite of mm-hmm. her s'mores. Some ASMR, mm-hmm. possibly. This is really good. What do you think? It's really actually, this caught me by surprise just because it's, um, we didn't use the actual Reese's cups. We used what is like mm-hmm. a, a bar mm-hmm. of yep. the Reese's. I guess they make them in bars now. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think it was going to be as peanut buttery as it actually is. Completely tastes like I'm eating a peanut butter and banana sandwich, and I eat those a lot actually because my son loves them. Uh huh. Oh, and so he's a little a little baby Elvis, <laughs> a little L vibe. Yeah, a little L vibe. So I always eat the leftovers of what he doesn't eat. Obviously, like a true parent, you're like, darn, I have to eat it. Um. So this tastes just like that, though. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Seriously, combined with a drink, wow, this is good. And I love that little extra surprise of like the marshmallow, and it's funny. Because this whole time, obviously, we've been making s'mores. I love s'mores, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I don't like marshmallows generally. Like, I will Mm -hmm. never be one that you will catch eating just a marshmallow like that. Or there's a bag of marshmallows and here I come. No, never. Right, right, right. Even desserts that have marshmallows, I won't won't eat them. Probably because it's a little too sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. So this made me think back last time, last episode, we talked about how do you like your marshmallow. Mm -hmm. And there was a poll that you had. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the summary of that poll was? The question was, um, how do you like your marshmallows? Is it like more burnt and crispy or lightly toasted? So it said burnt and crispy, 33%. Light golden brown, 67%. And that surprises me. And in between zero. That so, surprises really. Six, what is it? Sixty what? Sixty-seven percent light golden brown. Never would have guessed that. So now we know what the majority likes. Thank you for taking I'm surprised that poll, you guys. I'm surprised you guys like light and <laughs> light and toasty. Is that what it is? It was light golden brown. Light golden brown. And then the top one was burnt and crispy. Thirty-three mm-hmm. percent. I like the burnt and crispy. Thanks, y'all, who participated. Woo. So rating. Drink and s'more. Ooh, yeah. Paired together, I think now that you said it, like mm-hmm. uh, peanut, butter, peanut and butter and jelly. Yeah. I can't get that out of my head now. That's and purposely I fe- why I did that. I feel like that's what I am tasting. Yeah, right. And I like this mm-hmm. pairing a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I would have rated the s'more by itself maybe a three. Okay. With the drink, though, it's a four. Right? Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. I love it. And yep. I agree with you. Yeah. So, yeah, check mm-hmm. out our socials. You can see how we made it on TikTok, mm-hmm. both treats. Mm-hmm. And on the Instagram, we have our pictures. I swear, I rated it a three, but I already ate one whole freaking s'more. I know, Lily's all like going to town here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now that we have our drinks and our s'mores, let's huddle around the fire and tell our first campfire story. While most chilling moments can be chalked up 
to our campfire imaginations running wild, some places around the world carry legit, terrifying histories that are much harder to brush off with a nervous laugh or by trying to tell ourselves it's just not real. Sitting at your campsite, listening to the sounds of the darkness while feeling at your most vulnerable. One must really listen and be in tune to what we are hearing and seeing. Hearing heavy footsteps, seeing eerie ghostly floating bodies, and even seeing a figure in a white dress on the shore of the lake. These are actual experiences some have had at Lake Morena County Park in California. Sit back and get cozy while I tell you the story about an area filled with history and tragedy. Morena Reservoir, also known as Lake Morena, serves primarily for long-term storage of winter flood flows in Cottonwood Creek. It's also part of the uppermost of a chain of three reservoirs that provide water to the city of San Diego. Water released from Morena Dam travels several miles down. The dam was first proposed in the 1880s by the Southern California Mountain Water Company. Because the dam was built in a high mountain area with some of the highest annual rainfall in San Diego County, it was anticipated that its reservoir would fill every year. However, the early 1900s saw continuous drought conditions in Southern California, and the reservoir did not fill to more than a third of its capacity in the first few years of operations. What were they going to do to solve the situation? Well, in 1916, the city of San Diego hired Charles Hatfield a man known as the Rainmaker. He offered to fill Morena Reservoir at a cost of $10,000. Although the city council doubted his ability, Hatfield was hired and set to work rainmaking on January 1st. By January 10th, to the surprise of the city council, flooding rains began to fall throughout San Diego County. Rising at a peak rate of two feet per hour, Morena Reservoir filled and spilled on January 26. In the rest of the county, flooding washed out bridges and destroyed neighborhoods and killed over 50 people. The city subsequently deemed the rains an act of God and determined that if Hatfield were to collect the fee for filling Morena Reservoir, he would also have to pay for the damages caused by the rains. Hatfield never took the money. Today, because of its location, southwest of the Laguna Mountains, the park shows characteristics of desert, coastal, and mountain habitats. Lake Morena sits at an elevation of 3,000 feet. It is the most remote reservoir in all of San Diego County. It is a popular vacation spot for many reasons, but do not let the scenic views fool you. What truly lies waiting to reveal itself 
is what will make your heart start pounding and leave you in a cold sweat. After all, Lake Morena made the list of the most haunted campgrounds in the U.S. for a reason. But who or what could be disturbing campers at night? The most famous entity said to be haunting the grounds is the White Lady. The young woman is usually seen around the lake gliding solemnly without harming anyone. As we have noted before, we find many hauntings with unexplained white ladies. According to WeirdCalifornia.com, a very common type of ghost is known as the white lady. The white lady is a type of female ghost usually connected to a local legend. The legend usually involves some sort of tragedy, often murder, although occasionally suicide. The ghost is often clad in a flowing white dress and her skin, eyes, and often hair are usually all chalky white. Generally, the details of each specific white lady story or legend are vague and difficult to actually confirm with fact. Another local legend in the campground is Millie, a young girl who was tortured and eventually killed by her mother. It is said the child's mouth has been slashed from ear to ear because she screamed in pain once, according to a medium. Combined with pale skin, light blonde hair, and a bloody apron, Millie is a sight that instills fear in hearts. If you happen to be sitting comfortably and thinking you're alone, well, you might want to think twice. Perhaps Millie is lurking somewhere behind you, staring at you with a deep gaze. Or perhaps it's something else. In 1981, there was an incident inside the former dam keeper's 50-year-old house. This house, coincidentally, was the first housing structure to be built at the lake. On two occasions, the residents had overnight company. The first guests were awoken by the sound of heavy footsteps walking around their bed. On the second occasion, a female was suddenly woken up startled by something. She sat up in bed and happened to see something in the corner of her eye, but couldn't quite make it out in the dark. When she finally realized what it was, she couldn't believe it. She saw a baby's christening gown, but it was floating. When she finally had cleared her eyes to make sure what she saw was real, it disappeared. She insisted she had been completely awake. Flash forward 30 years later, and the question remains, is Lake Morena haunted? Garrett D. wrote on Yelp.com in 2011, quote, It's haunted. Seriously. Over near the first large patch of boulders west of the campground, a girl in white occasionally shows up to stare at folks in the middle of the night, end quote. Another encounter was given by supervising ranger Tracy Walker. Tracy recounts her concerning tale about her paranormal event. At the time of the encounter, Tracy was in a converted back office of the ranger station, originally an old concession building built in the 1920s. Tracy states, quote, 
There are trees on one side of the building and lots of leaves on the ground. I heard footsteps out there. I was so certain of it that I laid my work aside to check it out. Before I knew it, the steps accelerated, came around to the side door, maybe 12 feet from me. There's a wooden lintel that extends under the door, inside and outside. It creaked, moved up and down, and the doorknob turned once. By now, I was really concerned. So I phoned down to the ranger's residence and asked my wife, Jackie, to join me. I stood by the front door, watching her come over. We went in, locked the door behind us, went to the back office, sat down and waited. Suddenly, it happened again. We both heard the steps and saw the lintel give, end quote. Three weeks later, Tracy had another experience. One of the ranger logbooks had been set down, but when they went to use it, it was gone. The book was mysteriously found later that night in the ranger bathtub. We can all say we would love a calm, picturesque view. Lake Morena offers that and more. Spending time with family and friends is what the summer is all about. But be careful where you choose to set up your camper or tent. There is much more that nature offers. And beware. Once the orange glow of the sunset escapes the night sky, that is when we start to experience the other side. A side that reveals itself when we are at our most vulnerable. All right, and we're going to keep enjoying our s'mores and our cocktails. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll have our next campfire story. So stay tuned after the break. I'm Shan. And I'm Troy. And we are going on a little murder road trip. Where every Sunday we take you to a new state alphabetically to tell you the story of murder, spooks, and everything in between. Yes. Join us every Sunday for bad jokes, murder, and ghosts. It doesn't get much better than that. So grab your snackies, get on in, and we're going to go on a murder road trip. Welcome back to the show. Let's get right back into it with our next campfire story. Situated in the heart of the Sierra Nevada mountains in California lies Yosemite National Park, a world-renowned natural wonder with incredibly stunning landscapes. It's not only renowned for its awe-inspiring natural beauty, but also for the darker side which it harbors. It's one that's filled with ghosts, legends, and unexplained phenomena. As one of the most haunted national parks in the United States, Yosemite has amassed numerous chilling stories that have captivated the imaginations of visitors and locals alike. Before becoming a national park, Yosemite was home to several indigenous tribes, including the Awanichi people 
of the Southern Sierra Miwok and the Paiute. As was customary, they held a deep spiritual connection to the land and regarded the valley and its natural features as sacred. The peaceful existence of the Awanichi and their neighboring tribes was disrupted during the 1850s when California experienced the gold rush, attracting a flood of settlers and prospectors. Tensions escalated, leading to the Mariposa Wars, a series of conflicts between the Awanichi and the Mariposa Battalion, a group of California militia and miners. The Mariposa Wars culminated in the forced removal of the Awanichi from their ancestral lands. Today, Yosemite's Tenaya Canyon is said to be cursed by the Awanichi. According to legend, after being driven out of their homeland, Chief Tenaya was left heartbroken by the loss of their sacred home and the murder of his youngest son at the hands of the militia. In despair, Chief Tenaya is said to have placed a curse upon Tenaya Canyon, vowing that anyone who dared to enter the canyon would suffer misfortune. The curse was believed to serve as a warning to those who sought to exploit or disrespect the land and its sacredness. With many unsolved disappearances and mysterious deaths connected to Tenaya Canyon, a certain stretch of land in the canyon has become known as the Bermuda Triangle of Yosemite. Over the years, visitors and locals have claimed to experience strange occurrences or tragic accidents while traversing Tenaya Canyon, attributing them to the curse. The curse is said to be part of what makes Yosemite so mysterious and powerful. Probably one of the most interestingly unsettling cases of paranormal activity in Yosemite is the story of the Nightcrawlers. These creatures have existed in Native American legend, but have also made their presence known in recent memory. In 2011, Sierra Parahunter posted a video to YouTube showing these eerie figures captured on camera roaming around Yosemite National Park. In the description, they state, quote, a retired couple was having trouble with break-ins at their Yosemite private property and aimed their security camera at the driveway to record visitors. They caught these things on their security camera, end quote. The creatures in the footage appear to be elongated with no discernible arms or torso and move in a manner that resembles walking or gliding. Their appearance is reminiscent of something out of science fiction, leading some to speculate that they are extraterrestrial beings or cryptids. According to a post on the Pines Resort website, in the years since the figures were first captured, the Nightcrawlers have risen to fame on the internet, with the story even being covered by the History Channel, experts on the Sci-Fi Channel's Factor Faked, and featured on an episode of Travel Channel's Paranormal Caught on Camera. While debate rages on what they could be, there's no doubt 
that the night crawlers of Yosemite National Park remain a fascinating mystery. As we travel up the Yosemite Valley, one of the most iconic landmarks is the Awani Hotel, which is now known as the Majestic Yosemite Hotel. It has long been rumored to be haunted. It's recognized as a National Historic Landmark and often considered the crown jewel of National Park Lodges. Constructed in the early 1920s, the hotel's rustic elegance and stunning architecture attracted visitors from around the world. However, it seems that some may have never truly checked out. Many visitors and staff members have reported unexplained occurrences within its elegant walls, such as flickering lights, unexplained noises, and sightings of apparitions in period clothing, doors mysteriously open and close, objects move on their own, and the faint sound of laughter echoing through empty corridors can sometimes be heard. When the Awani Hotel opened in 1927, the entire sixth floor was a large open ballroom. Several years later, it was converted to the private residence for the president of the concession and his wife, Donald and Mary Curry Tresseter. The pair oversaw the construction of the building and had originally operated the hotel. One of the most famous stories about the hauntings at the hotel involves the spirit of Mary. In 1970, Mary passed away inside her apartment on the hotel's sixth floor. Allegedly, her spirit still roams around her room and the floor's hallways where her apparition is commonly spotted by staff and guests. It seems she continues to look after her guests, even from the other side. Reports of being tucked into bed or having clothes folded up on their own aren't uncommon. In addition to the spirits and eerie occurrences here, what most people don't know is that it was the visual inspiration for the movie, The Shining. While the hotel's exterior was inspired by the Stanley Hotel in Colorado, Stanley Kubrick is said to have taken great inspiration from the Awani Hotel's Native American decor, right down to the hotel's double red elevator doors that we see in the film. Not every death in Yosemite National Park is a result of natural causes. Swimmers diving into rivers get swept by the current and plummet over the edge of waterfalls. Hikers slip and fall, never to be seen again. Their bodies never recovered. There have been documented car crashes resulting in deaths, murders, and suicides. Some visitors have reported feeling an otherworldly presence while exploring the valley's serene meadows and towering cliffs. With its awe-inspiring landscapes, Yosemite holds a multitude of tales that transcends the beauty 
of its surroundings. From unexplained cold spots to eerie sensations of being watched, the valley's mysterious energy has left an indelible mark on the minds of those who visit, adding an extra layer of intrigue and wonder to the majestic wilderness of Yosemite National Park. Before we close it out here, just another reminder to follow us on TikTok if you want to see us making our featured s'mores and cocktails, which, Vanessa, I know you've been sipping away this whole entire story. I've been busy. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I've been busy. So you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Mind you, we have the crazy weather sirens going off in the background. So apparently we have like high winds. We got emergency warnings on our cell phones all of a sudden. So we're trying to hurry up and speed it up here. We're like, (laughs) oh my God, what if the electricity goes out? Hopefully we're good. We're (laughs) and nothing happens. Hopefully. But with that, until next time, thanks for joining us for another happy hour in the spirit lounge. I'm Lily and I'm Vanessa and this was the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you have Echo devices, an easy way to listen is just say, Alexa, play Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Plus, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to check out our next episode teaser and drink feature. See if you can guess what our next theme will be. Until next time, cheers!